Stephanie Gilmore, your champion of the Rip Curl WSL Finals and 2022 World Champion. Hello and welcome to Friday Lines on a Thursday. I'm your host, Luke O'Brien, a.k.a. OB. Friday Lines is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped, all your essential items for life. Joining me, as always, for all things AFL is MG. Welcome, MG. How are you, OB? Good to see you, mate. Going well, thank you. And the doyen of rugby league punting is the Top Rope. Welcome, Top Rope. Thanks for having me, OB. Just glad to have uh, survived the uh, weekend of the little birdie get together. I'm glad that you're both here. You've both got a lot more colour in your face since I last saw you. You've survived the weekend with Nikki. Oh, it's it's good to be alive. It really is. And finals are finals are with us as well. So, uh, but good weekend had by uh, both of you in Melbourne Town. Yeah, looked after uh, Top Rope. He was uh, he was energetic through the days he was down, and uh, was, um, yeah, all systems go and. Uh, he made his flight home, which was uh, a terrific effort, considering uh, hardly slept for three days. So I think he paid paid for it on Monday. But uh, uh, good to see. What about the dress standard for top rope oh. today? He's in the he's almost in the black tie. Well, mate, stand by. I think he's on the seven thirty report. So you know the little birdie podcast, the seven thirty report. It's all happening. Are you talking about the Queen or what's what's the story? That's the excuse I've had. I just haven't been able to get changed from the weekend. It's been uh, <laughs> <laughs> that diabolical. Uh, no, no, I think we've all heard enough about the Queen. Um, yeah, lead story, old lady dies, 96 years old. <laughs> Not that surprising. We'll can move on. Um, now, just talking uh, talking all things uh, rugby league, talking uh, rugby league and politics. Uh, I wrote a piece for The Guardian a few weeks ago that uh, seems to have uh, taken on life for itself and uh, he will be on uh, 7.30 or tonight or... Uh, Probably sometime next week. Beautiful. Well, uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Didn't know last we? weekend down here was a promo tour for his, uh, <laughs> his TV career, Top Rope. He's written a book and now he's on the speaking circuit. <laughs> he was signing a lot of autographs, to be fair, when he was down here. They know who he is. Uh, and just wondering, are you filming this? You've, you've been filming for Nikki all weekend. Are you uh, you're, you're filming us or you're right? I'm lucky I didn't get arrested for being part of the paparazzi, seriously. <laughs> Boyfriends um, of Instagram. It was something else, MJ. It was something else. Oh, that's oh, great. Did, was I getting heckled at a few, you know, shots as well? Take one, take two, take three. Didn't get the lighting right. <laughs> Not easy. Not that's easy. fantastic. Anyway, back to on-field action. The final four in the AFL-MG, the prelims, best weekend of football in my opinion. Sometimes the grand final can be a little bit of a letdown with all the corporates there as well. This is pure football this week. Uh, the best four teams in it. Um, look, Melbourne probably weren't in great touch, but um, – yeah, Geelong, Collingwood, uh, Brisbane and the Swans. It uh, looks a great weekend. Yeah, they're all in good form. All had uh, 17, at least 17 wins for the season um, and pretty much all full strength. I think uh, the only major injuries, Adam's out for Collingwood really. So Barry got let off at the tribunal yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, he's free to play. So, yeah, the team's pretty much got no excuses. They're all set to go. And uh, hopefully the weather holds off as well in both Melbourne and Sydney. Um, well, Sydney and, looks a cracker. 23 yep. degrees and partly cloudy. That is beautiful football weather. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll uh, yeah, it should be a good game. It'll be full house and rocking as well. So uh, looking forward to uh, tearing these games apart in a few minutes. About time Sydney uh, came through with the weather. And the trade period heating up as well. Uh, Hopper and Taranto from GWS to the Tigers. Um, Luke Jackson uh, off to Perth, lob to the Bulldogs. It's it's uh, it's all happening and sort of heating up this time of year. 
Yeah, a lot of moves and it started early, hasn't it? So it's going to be a very busy trade period, no doubt. So yeah, a lot of players uh, wanting to uh, either go home or move to, move to uh, clubs on the rise and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be a very busy period. We'll uh, hopefully monitor the next one or two weeks before we finish up for the season. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. And Essendon still coachless, still rattleless. <laughs> um, yeah, they they they're going well. So hopefully we might have a we might have a full episode on Essendon. It's um yeah they're just they're going from strength to strength. They're going to bring James Hurd back, who's um. Yeah, that uh, speaks for itself, doesn't it, MG? Yeah, he certainly. Uh, obviously, interviewed yesterday with a few others, and uh, he got some ringing endorsements. I'm not sure how, but anyway, um, yeah, I feel for uh, anyone who misses out, especially like Adam Uze. If you can't, oh. uh, if you can't get the job in the position he's in, uh, you know, he, he's going to be a long way off for mine. But yeah, uh, apparently the uh, the strength is gathering for Herd. Good luck. So yeah, I hope they do, actually. I hope they do. I've never liked this, so I hope they do. <laughs> uh, and uh, NRL top rope, uh, Tom Burgess, two-week suspension for a couple of head-high hits, uh, seven sin bins in that uh, uh, elimination final on Sunday. It's, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, was Klein, uh, Klein got another uh, another gig this weekend? Yeah, astonishing Klein got another gig this weekend. But, uh, uh, yeah, wild, wild, wild scenes on uh, on Sunday. Uh Seven Simbins, a record during the NRL era, possibly a record ever. I don't think anyone's ever bothered counting that far back. Uh, but yeah, Tom Burgess, two weeks. Sorry to interrupt. Were they all warranted? Um, I know I saw a couple of the head high uh, contacts, which that, that's understandable, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I just wasn't sure. Were they all warranted? First one, probably not. Almost deserved it out of stupidity. Victor Radley just uh, tried to disguise a, a, a punch. And you know, if you're going to get Simbin for a punch, clock the bloke. Like, don't do one of these silly things they used to do in the AFL where they're grabbing a jersey and all that kind of garbage. Uh, just give it to him. But the rest were deserved. In fact, Tom Burgess should have been seeing the tackle earlier when he knocked out James Tedesco and put him out of the game. So, um, you know, what's the best two weeks suspension he'll ever earn, though, because you know, James Tedesco certainly got uh, uh, got the rubber at home there. The, uh, the roosters were on top. And then uh, the young, young kid, uh, Joseph Joe, Swahili, uh, back to uh, fullback. And while he may be a good fullback for the future, no doubt a tremendous athlete, uh, hasn't learned to pass the ball yet. So it was a bit of an issue at fullback. So uh, <laughs> some, some concern there. But uh, onward, go the Rabbit, which I know will make you, uh, will make you happy over. Absolutely. And six teams left, and uh, two of those are not the Storm and the Roosters, which is a surprise and uh, a bit of a changing of the guard in, uh, in NRL terms that the, the Storm and Roosters aren't there for the second week. Yeah, I think it's the first time since 2005 that either the Roosters or the Storm haven't been in the preliminary final weekend. So, um, yeah, huge, huge change in the guard there. Um, it's uh, The Storm was very, very disappointed towards the back end of the year. And, and you know, I think we kind of talked about it before, when you, when you kind of build a roster on your, your stars and scrubs, you really need your stars not to get hurt. And they, you know, they were very lucky that they had Cameron Smith, Cooper Comp, uh, Billy Slater, who, who were all inc- incredibly durable over their careers. Um, and then it looked like, you know, certainly the top-end talent there is certainly there, but, you know, Hughes was playing her all year in and out of the side and Pappenhausen missed you know, the entire second half of the year. So uh, tough, tough times for the Storm now with Cameron Munster's career about the Storm possibly coming to an end next year. Craig Bellamy, maybe in the last year of his deal, we could really be seeing a, a, a change in the guard there. For the Roosters, well, disappointing end. They probably threw it away because they were probably one of the former teams heading into the finals. If they play that game properly, oh, I think they win that more often than not, the, the Chooks, but they got they got suckered into it and 
I mean, yeah, well coached by the, the Rabbitohs, kind of luring, luring some of those hotheads, but uh, uh, they're not the talent that can continue on the risk. So I wouldn't be worried about them next year. The Storm probably a bit more of a concern. Yeah, so uh, changing the guard in uh, in rugby league, that's for sure. As we look to the uh, the rest of the global rap uh, surfing, great news for the Aussies. Um, the new GOAT, eight-time world champion Steph Gilmore, uh, beats five-time world champion Chris Amore. There's no changing the guard there. 13 world titles between them. Uh, and uh, is it Felipe, Felipe Toledo? Very good. Yeah, got that one right. Crown world champions in the men's as well. Uh, NFL week two kicks off tomorrow. Uh, third and long going beautifully as always. That's available for twenty two dollars a week uh, in the Little Birdie Live, uh, Little Birdie TV uh, shop. Uh, the game tomorrow is the LA Chargers two sixty nine and the Kansas City Chiefs at a dollar forty nine. The line minus four over under fifty four even. Uh, which way we uh, which way are we looking here, uh, top rope? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, keen on the charges here tomorrow. I think the plus four is too big. Early season divisional dogs are usually um, are usually a very strong bet there. So uh, liking the charges and will be uh, riding the points in this one. This has overs written all over it. So uh, charges go well, better on the road than at home. Chiefs. Very, very good. Maybe the lower rated after week one. So taking the plus four on the charges. And just a reminder that the uh, betting package is available for $22 a week. Top Rope has started on fire. Four and zip. Uh, Jerry, two and two. New host Grant Lee there can provide all the betting action and it can be spent, found at topsport.com.au. But right now it's time for Friday Lines, brought to you by topsport.com.au, family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. And it's the Friday night AFL encounter that kicks us off, MG. The Cats $1.28. The Brisbane Lions $3.80. The line minus 22.5, over under 157.5. A lot of people were probably saying, how far Geelong in this one? Which way uh, Which way are you leaning? I don't think it's that cut and dry. Yeah, good. Like to hear it. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Listen, Geelong obviously finished on top. Uh, they got the job done against Collingwood two weeks ago. Uh one little thing that that worries me with with Geelong, and we've seen the recent trend with these uh, long breaks, that they'll only have one game in about twenty seven days, which is a bit of a concern. Also, they had a very soft run in uh, the last two or three weeks, or last three weeks, I think it was their game. So, the battle hardened theory worries me a little, and that's what I like about Brisbane with the upside. I think Brisbane to me look like they're a team that's really timing their run. They got the monkey off the back with the uh, MCG win against Melbourne last week. They were awesome in the second half. And I just think, you know, big wins over Richmond, big wins over Melbourne, nothing to lose. They'll come to the MCG, not wondering whether they can win at the ground anymore, but believing that they're meant to be there. And with all the pressure on Geelong, I don't mind the Brisbane spot. I think, you know, almost four goals is a big start in a game where Geelong will be quite happy to keep it, you know, pretty, pretty low. That's how they like to play. They like to play high possession protect their defensive. Uh, they played, I know it's a long way back in round four, but their score was 80 to 70 down at Geelong uh, in, in almost a pick em game. I think Brisbane might have started about one point favourite in that game as well. So, you know, I just think, you know, 22, 23 is a big start and I think it's a good spot for Brisbane. Uh, you know, and as I said, I, I, I think if Brisbane's forwards uh, and their midfield going into the forwards can really lower their eyes, make the Geelong accountable, not kick it up, which they look like they went to school on the Melbourne game last week. They were very good not kicking up to Lever and May and look at the result. You know, makes Melbourne uh, put the pressure on their defence and they weren't able to cope with it in the second half. I think the same applies to Geelong. If you keep the ball, 
uh, low into the forward line, even put it on the ground into Cameron McCarthy, those kind of likes, um, Bailey. I think, uh, yeah, Brisbane are a real live chance in this game. Uh, that being said, Geelong have been very good. They've won five or six out of the G. So, as you said, top four sides going around. You can make a case for both, uh, both at full strength too. Geelong are uh, going to leave players out more than searching for them. Brisbane get Danaher back. McInerney's a huge in in the ruck. Uh, Berry gets off at the tribunal. And Lyons probably comes back into that midfield as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Be a big crowd. Uh, at this stage, I'm going to go Brisbane at the line. I, I think Darcy Fort is extremely stiff. I know Oscar McInerney, good player, but Darcy Fort was outstanding last week. His form in the early part of the year was very, very good. He can go forward. He can take a mark. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd probably yeah. err on the side. Against his old side as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd, um, oh, I'd, I'd maybe keep Ford in. But uh, look, can't play, can't play more with Danaher coming back in and Hipwood as well. Couldn't agree more. So yeah, someone had more. to be stiff. Yeah. My, my, my worry is who plays on Cameron. Um, I think uh, Andrews yep. will probably go will. to uh, to Hawkins. Yeah. So Gardner's got a big job, and you know, Cameron's pretty happy to go down and see yeah, Gardner. Payne, I think, up. in the back in the back half as well. He might. Uh, He'll he have might... to stay in the defensive fifty and leave Cameron Rome. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. That'll he, be a bit he's Geelong's X factor. He's the one that could get off the chain, destroy this game. I'm, uh, yeah, someone's going to have to be accountable for Cameron. They're going to have to work overtime to keep him out of the game. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a team defence that's going to get a job against Cameron. Absolutely. As the first uh, NRL game we'll look at is the Parramatta Eels and the Canberra Raiders. Uh, that's at seven fifty on Friday night at Combank Stadium. The Eels a dollar fifty one. The Canberra Raiders two dollars sixty. The line minus six and a half over under 41.5. Uh, Mitchell Moses, I think, has uh, passed his HIA and has been cleared to play. So that's a, that's a huge boost for Parramatta. And the Raiders, they're uh, sort of hitting form at the right uh, right time of the year, top rope. Yeah, and given the all clear, uh, Mitchell Moses, but unfortunately for the Eels, so has the Albatross that they carry around their neck uh, every final series. <laughs> and that seems to be emerging <laughs> once again. Uh Got to be with the Raiders here. I think this line is far too big. The, the, the Raiders are playing some very good football. I went down to Melbourne and I'll say the final score probably flooded Melbourne, to be honest, such as the dominance of the uh, the Raiders in that one. Um, look, Parra have won four of the last five against the Raiders. Canberra have covered 10 in the last four. Just some angles here. The Raiders have covered 21 of 31 as a road underdog. 18 of 30 as a underdog of four and a half or more. Eels have come to six of the last 15 as a favourite of four and a half or more at Combank. So uh, I'm with, with the Raiders in this one. I think that uh, yeah, particularly if they can keep this one close, I think they can ride that wave of momentum up. I mean, the plus is, is very good, but I think they can win up the stick. Uh, I think the, the best play in the game, though, is the over. I can see points in both finals this week, and there are over angles everywhere here. Um, particularly around the Eels, there's oh, 9 and 3 when they're a favourite, 9 and 4 when they're uh, off scoring out or fewer, and the yeah, others 8 and 2 when the Raiders are away from home. So, um, yeah, like the Overs, like the Raiders, and I uh, love the Raiders are coming Oh, all is yeah. pointing towards the green machine, and as they say in Canberra, up the milk. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> get on and get on early there from, uh, from top rope. As we look at the second preliminary final, is the Sydney Swans $1.42 against the Collingwood Magpies $2.90. The line minus 17.5, over under 165.5. Two of the best pressure teams in the AFL. When you get the ball, you've got to get on your boot in this game. Uh, there'll be mosquitoes coming from everywhere trying to uh, trying to tackle you and put the pressure on. Um, 
This looks a beauty. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this game. I I, I have underestimated Collingwood. I know you haven't, uh, MG. You've uh, you've liked them for a long time. Um, this looks an absolute beauty up there at the SCG on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Sound like you're going to the game, OB. Did you get you get a ticket up there? For, nah, for nah, no, no, no. I haven't quite got uh, got the VFL Grand Final this weekend for all uh, all lucky uh, punters out there that want to see something. Two thirty at Icon. Uh, sorry, twelve fifty at Icon Park on Sunday. Anyway, we digress. Get, uh, get, get down to COB. Buy him a beer, you'll love it. Yeah, so Sydney Collingwood, uh, yeah, looks a beauty. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this game. Yeah, I think this is the pick of the two uh, for me as a contest. As you said, uh, going into the SCG, these sides have finished third and fourth, so very little between them. Both won 17 games for the year. Sydney have won eight straight, so faultless form coming in. We've really launched, uh, we, we kind of tacked onto them about the start of the winning streak uh, for the Premiership, so we've got some good chips in there. Collingwood have won 13 of their last four. 15, and their only losses have been to Geelong and Sydney, the top two so, uh, two of the top sides left. So um, both in unbelievable form. I just think uh, the thing that's weighing me in this game, I think besides Sydney at home, which they've uh, nine and two at home this year at the SCG, so got a very dominant home record, is the loss of Taylor Adams for Collingwood. As you said at the top in the intro, this is going to be a hard, contested, low-scoring game. And I just think the loss of Taylor Adams in that Collingwood outfit might just be one too many for um, Collingwood to cover. But you know, saying that, obviously we've talked about Collingwood for two months or something now where the ability to win in close games and this game I think will be live coming into the last quarter. I just think Sydney, home ground advantage. Uh, I think that this will play harder for longer and I am leaning towards them on the line, uh, giving up 17 and a half. I, I just think Sydney are in better form at the moment. Um, thought that for a while and, you know, there's no point jumping off now. I think they've got everything going for them. I know they've had the week off, which worries me a bit because Collingwood have been battle-hardened as well. Um, so I like that theory. But I, I think the unders is a play here, OB. I'm surprised that it's uh, surprised that it's sitting at 165 and a half. The last 13 games uh, these two have played head-to-head. It's 12 and 1 to the under. So uh, with an average of only 149 on the board. So 165 is a long way off. As you said, it is going to be good weather, but I just think both defensive 50s here will control. It's going to be hard to score, and teams are going to have to take their chances. So I think the uh, the Swans minus 17.5, but I'm definitely keen on the under here. Fantastic. Yeah, it looks a, looks a great game, and I think the minus 17.5 was the early sting uh, yes. early in the week for all uh, for all the subscribers out there as well. As we look to the Saturday night NRL uh, blockbuster Cronulla two dollars and two cents against the South Sydney Rabbitohs a dollar eighty one. The line one point over under forty two point five. You sort of can't split these two. Uh, the interesting thing here, top rope, is it's being played at Allianz Stadium. Cronulla have never played there, and the Bunnies have been there the last two weeks. Is that uh, does that come into your thinking at all? Uh, no, not not a lot. Pleasing that um, we're going to the final at Allianz. It's also pleasing that the AFL would uh, prefer and. Uh, Play their game earlier so as not to clash with the NRL and uh, possibly affect their crowds. So, uh, well done to the AFL for, for that one. Um, I, I, yeah, Cronulla had a pretty good record at the old Allianz. So, he has to play there twice. It's a, um, yeah, it is a neutral. So, he has to want to play there permanently. So, that's may play something. But what, one of the, what, what I am expecting is that there'll be plenty of Cronulla fans who want to have a little gander at the, uh, at the new stadium. And I, I can see them really showing up on mass here. So, um, I, I'm not factoring in, in the ground a lot into thinking. I think it's very, very hard to find a winner. You know, 
betting's obviously very close. The last 16 between these two have been split evenly. His most played in round 20. He was a side of a point. The Sharks winning. Not much in it. They both got very brutal games as well in different, different ways. The Sharks played 93 minutes. So long time. Long, big game of football. So uh, how that's going to impact them against the South team that have lost Tom Bird's suspension but just played in an absolute bloodbath of a game last week. It was Brutal from beginning to end. So, oh, I did um, like uh, I did like Jason Dimitri's comments that they said, "Oh, this you know this game might take a bit out of him." He said, "Oh, a few of our players had ten minutes off, so we should be right." <laughs> Fair play, Tane Milch should be the fittest player. He's had twenty off. <laughs> he um, look, leaning a little towards the Sharks. Well, I'll, I'll put the kind of cable on it. I think that Cronulla, if you kind of take everything as neutral, probably get a better preparation for this game. I think they play South well. The issue is that their form over the last month or so has been a little off. And if they defend like they did last week, they're going to get absolutely smoked by the, the rubber nuts. Like they, if Crowell defend anywhere near their best, I think they can win. But if they, if they pull out the rubbish they pulled out against the Cowboys last week, South will absolutely lap them. Like South, South are that team that if they can get ahead by 12, they'll get ahead by 30. And that's going to be the worry for the Sharks there. So... Um, who's a bet in this game I, I, I do like a lot now is the over again. Um, both big over angles. I, well, I think that even if both sides do defend well, they've both got enough attacking chops to, to score points as well. So um, I'm not expecting a 62-point you know, tri-fest like we saw last week in the Cowboys Sharks, but getting over the, the 41.5 I think is a good bet. The over 14-4 when the Sharks are off conceding 30-plus, 67% when they play at night. They're over 60% with South for under $2. Eight and four, we're not for double digit win the bunny. So, uh, I think there'll be points in this one. I really like it when Top Rope goes serious. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the change of the tone of the voice, the, he pulls out the stats and he gets, he looks down the barrel of the camera and just really, you know, goes up a notch. I think this is going to be a beauty and like a good he, race caller. That's right. You can hear in his voice, he's excited. He's just, he's chomping at the bit for this one. Just a touch of seduction as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the suit on. That's why. <laughs> I must admit, I'm glad the desk is here. There's a little bit of movement top row right here. You talk like that. Uh, as we look to the Brownlow uh, medal as well, uh, MG, a reminder, it's now moved to Sunday nights. All your betting tips, info, winners can be found in the little birdie.live shop. The Brownlow package for $99 includes the rest of the AFLW season as well. As we look at the top six, at this stage, Lockie Neal into two ninety seven. Uh, been a lot of money come for him. Uh, Clayton Oliver at three forty. He's been pretty rock solid there. Patrick Cripps at four fifty. Andrew Brayshaw seven fifty. Petrarca nine fifty. And Tuke Miller also at the nine fifty mark. What's your uh, what's your early preview here, MG? Moving to the Brownlow because of the uh, the Queen's throwing your co host Nikki's uh, boat party into chaos as well. She's had to she's had to move it weeks as well. So and then she's moved it again so people can go. <laughs> plenty of plenty of knock on effect going on around here, that's for sure. So yeah, no Sundays off for uh, for myself either. So um Sunday night it will be the Brownlow. Be obviously a very busy day. So yeah, as we as we saw with the betting there, just uh, overnight uh, last twenty four hours, OB Neil's been actually well supported from uh, three twenty five back into three dollars. So I, I thought Oliver and Neil would start closer together, but it looks like uh, Neil's going to start favourite here. There's been good money for him, as I said, in the last twenty four hours. Oliver's been rock solid uh, up to about three seventy five as well. Top Sports there keeping him uh, pretty solid, which is uh, which is wise, I would say, on the Top Sports ends there. 
Uh, Crips has been well supported as well. A real range of betting here from about four fifty to six dollars. So I like, I like Crips. There's, I, like I think the market's now just really narrowed it down to three chances. I just think they, the winner will come from the top three and the market's supporting that. I, I just think Crips is a couple off the top two. But beyond that, the other three have really drifted now. Brayshaw's starting to get out the gate. Miller's out from eight to, to ten and Petrarca's out eight to ten as well. So maybe becoming a three-horse race, not so much a six. I think Crips will be uh, he'll be in front early. Yeah, he, uh, he started off like a house on fire, so that's um, – might take a little bit to rein in and a little bit of an exclusive here for our subscribers that uh, if Brisbane win the grand final, Lockie Neal is being flown to Melbourne for the Brownlow medal on a private jet. He wants to be in Melbourne for the count and the AFL want him here as well. I'm not sure if that's... Well, he got stitched when he won it uh, a couple of years ago in COVID. I think he actually had to hand himself the medal. Correct. So. Oh, I think Chris Fagan handed him the medal uh, that day. He took it off the yeah, he took it off the, the left turn or something like that. Anyway, Motivated but um, he's, uh, yeah, they are flying him to Melbourne regardless of... Uh, Brisbane winning. Are you looking after him, OB? Are you just ready to party uh, with no, him by the sounds of No, 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 no. I've got uh, prior engagements on uh, <laughs> on uh, Sunday night. But, um, yeah, he will be in town. Yeah, I think it'll be a good count. I think you're right. Cripps will probably lead early. But, geez, the other two won't be too far away from him. Neil and Oliver didn't exactly start slowly either. Uh, Cripps will lead. But, yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's between the top two and the market has suggested. Of late that uh, your man, Neil, you've jumped on him and uh, you're going for the Brisbane double. Oh well, no! I like I like, I like Cripps. I just think Cripps's right. early form was very very good, and then he finished the year pretty well. He had a, a bit of a down uh, a down period in the middle, but yeah, yeah I, I still like him. I think we sort of forget about early season form, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great count. Yeah, I will. think it'll be uh, really tight. Uh, so that uh, that should be good for all all the punters out there. Uh, Top Rope, thank you as always. You can uh, reminder that punters can locate the GGOA for twenty two dollars a week in the Little Birdie Live shop for all your NRL betting action. And to MG, uh, punters can still locate the AFL Stings for $22 a week in the Little Bitty Live shop for your AFL betting action. Two episodes to go. It's the business end of the year. Uh, MG, have a uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. We've got uh, plenty of engagements <laughs> to get through in the next four days. <laughs> He's a busy man, a very busy man, old MG. And top rope, uh, glad to see you've got a bit more colour in your face and you're, uh, you're, you're back in and ready to go for the finals action on the weekend. A week is a long time in sport, and a lot's happened since we last did uh, this show, uh, I hope. By the time we meet again next, it's, uh, a lot less has happened. Uh, have a great weekend. And that's a wrap for this week's Friday Lines. Thank you to MG and Top Rope. You can follow us on YouTube, find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you listen to all good podcasts. Follow at TV on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, all your footy betting action can be found at topsport.com.au. We'll be back next Friday, only two episodes to go. Nikki will be back on Monday for the first look with all the weekend's action and review. Punt well, punt responsibly, and have a great weekend, punters. Bye.